So we are uh, now nearing the end of our time in the book of 1 Peter, and uh, we've only got a few weeks left after this, and I'm just going to say that for me it's been challenging, uh, but in a good way, to consider the, the concept of holiness in the Christian life and how it flows out of our understanding of the gospel. For the past couple of weeks, if you've been here with us, you'll know that in chapters 3 and 4, Peter uh, is largely addressing the idea of suffering in the Christian life. And today, uh, we'll get into this, this last section, and we've kind of made our way through. We've, we've discussed suffering more broadly, more generally, but today there's just no way around it. We're going to have to talk about the idea of suffering specifically as a Christian, or what is commonly referred to as persecution. I'm sure most of us didn't hop out of bed thinking this morning, you know what I hope Tad talks about? Persecution. Uh, but I'm sure that most of us did get out of bed uh, looking forward to hearing uh, from God's word today, and that's, that's what our passage is on. So uh, with that, let's, uh, let's go. Let's read it. First Peter uh, chapter 4, picking it back up in verse 12. It says this, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, or as a thief, or an evildoer, or as a meddler. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in that name." For it is time for judgment to begin at the household of God. And if it begins with us, what will be the outcome of, for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if the righteous is scarcely saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? Therefore, let those who suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to a faithful creator while doing good. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this day that you have made for us to come together and to worship you. God, thank you for Mark and that we got to celebrate together as he publicly professed his faith in Jesus. God, that never gets old. We know that there is much rejoicing in heaven today over that as well. So help us continue to walk with Mark and his family as he leads them to honor and trust you in everything. And God, now as we open up to the end of First Peter chapter 4, we uh, begin by thanking you for the incredible degree of freedom that we have in this country where you have sovereignly placed us. It's truly an amazing thing and probably a thing that many of us take for granted, God, and don't even fully realize it, that we simply get to get up and get into our cars every Sunday if we choose and come to a church service in the open with zero fear of the governing authorities trying to stop us or incarcerate us or worse. And so as we celebrate tomorrow, we play together, eat popsicles in the park together, and watch lots of expensive, colorful explosions together, God, would we at least give a few moments of thought to the reality that you have given us the freedom that we have, not as an opportunity for the flesh, but to live faithfully before you in ways that other Christians around the world, our brothers and sisters, are, are not able. And so we are 
thankful, God, for the men and women who have given their lives to protect and defend the freedom that we enjoy. 